Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John Cobell Podcast on the iHeartRadio app. On the radio from 1 to 4 after 4 o'clock, John Cobelt On Demand. That's the podcast uh, on the iHeart app as well. Uh, we are going to be giving away $1,000 every hour. And in fact, that's going to come up in 15 minutes. And we've got two rounds of the moist line. Do we not? we got two rounds of the moist line in the 3 o'clock hour. Uh, among a lot of things... Um, Oh, what's the status? The the 405 North is now open on yeah. the west side? Yeah, it's open. It was closed. As you know, four hours, a person was shot in his car on the 405. That person was taken to the hospital. No arrests have been made. And so the guy's not dead? No. And this happened at 5 in the morning? Correct. All right. See, I'm really confused. Because usually they'll close a freeway for seven or eight hours when there's a dead body. And there's going to be a criminal case, and then they've got to uh, do all these measurements and find the bullets and the cartridges and this and that. But if it's if it's if there's no, nobody dead, what the hell? Just tow the car off the road. They shut it down from five in the morning, and I was trying to get through it about noon, and I had to pull off the road and and go zigzagging through the hills of Sherman Oaks to get you here. You just missed the opening. Well, of course I did. <laughs> 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 that's that's my perfect timing in life. So they don't know what this was about? Nope, not yet. They just uh, found a guy uh, in the car. Yes. He'd hit the divider. Yes, and there's bullet holes. The car uh -huh. is riddled with bullet holes. That's life in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. I just don't get, I don't get 
closing the freeway down. Because I, I saw a photo, uh, and and the car was way over next to the divider. So there was yes. plenty of room to get around the car. I don't see why they had to close. It's like four or five lanes on that stretch. It's near Burbank Boulevard. You should get a police officer on and explain why they had to close the lanes or the freeway for so long. That's a really good question. That, you know what? We ought to do that. Because especially in this particular case, I, I it just it just baffles me why you would do that, because it caused a big traffic backup and basically you couldn't use the 405 going north all morning. Right. And so I when I got off, I got off at the Skirball Center and there's just dozens of cars backed up at traffic lights. And then I made a left turn and went down the hill into Sherman Oaks and there are cars roaming aimlessly through all the neighborhoods. Everybody's trying to follow their the Waze app. My Waze app is beeping at me every time I make a turn, trying to give me other al alternates because the alternates were all blocked right, up. Right, of course. There's Everybody's like, going the same way. It's like, bit up, bit up, bit up. I kept looking and it kept telling me to go into a different direction. I know. Traffic is so bad in L.A. that we, we don't, need, we don't yeah. need things like this to be closed any longer than necessary. If, if I had the time and the money, uh, I would get a referendum on the ballot that says whenever there's some kind of incident on the freeway, mm -hmm. the police have... 30 minutes to clear it out. I don't care how many dead bodies you have. You know, just get just get a get a bulldozer and just sweep everybody off to the side and sort it out over there. Hmm. That sounds uh It would be mandatory. There 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 be a there'd be a penalties. So half an hour is what ha you think? How long does it take to tow a car? Even if the bodies are in the car, tow the car with the bodies in it and then sort things out on the side of the road. I, I would say maybe an hour. An hour, because they do have to do an investigation, right? You you do have to question people. You have to mark things off. You've got to collect evidence. I, I think it does take a little longer, but not hours and hours and hours. I mean, look, Caltrans closes lanes on during my morning commute to, to do God knows what. And I sit there and I pass it and I've sat on the freeway for right. an hour and I look and I, I don't even know what they're doing. It's just there's there's cones and it's there's no <laughs> there's accident cones. and I sit there and I say wait there's, what there's coffee cups <laughs> I see lots of coffee cups don't mess with our commute in L A it's bad enough I see guys in parkas standing around in a semicircle <laughs> yeah and I'm sure they're having a grand strategy meeting <laughs> they uh, don't care about us no they don't I sometimes I honk at them oh you do yeah. <gasps> See, that's where I get aggressive. I don't actually get aggressive if somebody cuts me off on the freeway because I figure they have a gun and they'll shoot me to death. Right, that, that's but a good point. But I know these these workers in their bright orange vest, they don't have a gun. So you just shoot, I mean, I, you shoot, you yeah, just honk at them? If they close three lanes and I see, if they're working, and I can tell that that's something important that they're doing, yeah, right? Uh -huh. They're digging up roadway. Right. I'm, I'll give them a pass. Yeah. But if they're just standing around drinking coffee. You just, I, I glare at them. Huh? I don't honk no, at them. No, I but... give them the big honk and I wave my arm like, get to work. Let's get going here. You're on the clock. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. All right. So, well, uh, <clears throat> eventually, well, maybe not. You know, a lot of times these days now with uh, news departments, nobody ends up explaining anything. So I'll dig into that, John. You do that. <laughs> I'm going to put you in charge. Nobody else is. Um, all right. What else we got? To, oh, I'm going to tell you what we're going to have in the 2 o'clock hour. But I shuffled my papers. See, when I have a fit, I start shuffling papers. Yeah, I know. What? I'm on Instagram? Why am I in, on Instagram? We're not having a guest. There's nothing. People want to see you having a fit, shuffling this, papers. You know, this used to be a radio show. 
It really did. It used to be a radio show, and now I'm I'm recording uh, uh, Instagram videos every eight minutes. Your fans want to see you in action. And now John. there's a permanent camera in here, and I look like a lunatic. Do you ever, you ever see me on video? Yes. Yeah. All right. I look nuts, right? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Right. Okay. This is why they didn't put me on television. You know, they do that for about a minute. It's like, oh my god, he's going to scare children. <laughs> So I figure I got a nice little safe radio thing, right? Yeah. No one's going to see me. No one's going to know who I am, recognize me. And then comes all this technology that is now recording my every movement. Okay, so maybe you need to buy uh, some new clothes and <laughs> yeah, do thanks. your hair more often. I mean, I don't oh, know. I'm just you. trying to help you. I, I could get this at home, you know. <laughs> and I do get this at home. <laughs> That's nice. Well, the, I didn't say that you look bad. I just said because you're being videotaped all the time or you're I, on camera, you know, you may want to keep that in mind next I'm, time. I'm going to have to get a makeup artist mm -hmm. and a hairstylist yes. and a fashion consultant. That's right. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, anyway, we're on Instagram right now. Anything else? No, that's it. That's it. Okay. Uh, coming up at 2 o'clock, we're going to talk with uh, Susan Shelley. I just found out about this earlier this morning. Uh, there's, they're trying, the Howard Jarvis tax paper people are behind this. And they've got a, a referendum they want on the ballot called Repeal the Death Tax Act. And this has a dirty history. In 1986, um, they passed a law because people were upset to discover that state law at the time treated death and inheritance as a change of ownership under Prop 13. In other words, you know how Prop 13 works, especially if you own a home. You move into a house. Let's say you moved into it in uh, 1995. Now, here in 2024, you're still paying the tax rate or the tax base from 1995, you know, and they add a little bit more every year. But that 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 is the base of it. You sell your house here in 2024. The next guy who buys it, he's paying at a 2024 valuation. You're paying at the 1995 valuation plus the incremental increases. So. That was passed in 1978, and, and people realized that when they died and their kids inherited the house, the kids were going to pay at, at the current market value of the house, that their tax would be based on the current value. It wouldn't be, they would, they would not inherit that, they would not inherit the property tax break. And so in 86, they, they, they closed that loophole, and it stayed that way. And then in 2020... And 2020 is going to go down in history as one of the worst years for a lot of reasons. But uh, the Bastards got Prop 19 on the ballot. And I don't know if you remember this, but it was heavily advertised. Why? Because it was sold as a way to provide wildfire victims and seniors uh, who wanted a, a, a new home uh, 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 a special break. Uh, it, 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 you know, this was money that was going to go wildfire victims and, and seniors. They were going to uh, get a special property tax break. But they put in the fine print a provision that went back to the old system where I die, my kids inherited the house, suddenly they have to pay the current property tax rate, not the one from the year when I bought the house. It was hardly ever publicized. The television commercials were completely misleading. People thought they were helping out wildfire victims and 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 uh, seniors. 
actually, they were screwing every homeowner whose kids were, were going to inherit the house. That's what really happened. And it was infuriating. We told you about it at the time, but nobody pays attention. So anyway, we're going to talk with uh, Susan Shelley uh, about this because uh, they're close to getting this on the ballot. Uh, and this is something this is one that you should vote for because we want to repeal the death tax because that's what this is, is the death tax. All right. When we come back. Uh, oh, I have a lot of airline news to scare Deborah with. Ugh. None of it's good. <laughs> Some of this is fallout from the Alaska Airlines. You know what? You're going to make me decide that I'm never going to go on a plane again. Huh? Uh, <laughs> I'm getting close. Well, that's uh, that's the plan. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. So there's there's a lot of uh, that. Uh, that blowout of the door plug in the Alaska Airlines flight. Uh, in the past week has really shook up the airline industry because it, uh, it, it it's one of those st strange things that nobody saw coming, hadn't happened before. It was a, a brand new plane, just certified in November, just came out of the factory. And um, if you remember, the, the details of this are really important. It wasn't a door. It's where a door can go. And Alaska decided to have a certain configuration of passenger seats where they didn't need a door in that spot, row 26, and it wasn't required. So in that case, Boeing, the manufacturer, puts in a door plug. And the door plug blew out. And there was a huge pressurization problem. And you've, you've probably uh, heard a lot about this, but we finally have a, a guy who was seated behind the hole of the flight, which was going uh, to Ontario. And KTLA 5 reporter Chris Wolf talked to the guy seated behind the hole. Terror at 16,000 feet caught on cell phone video. KTLA 5 News has obtained the chilling footage captured by a man seated in the middle seat directly behind the part of the Alaska Airlines Boeing 737 MAX 9 aircraft that failed en route from Portland, Oregon to Ontario, California on Friday, January 5th. A section of the fuselage near the back of the plane, described as a door plug in row 26, broke away, leading to an explosive decompression in other words, a gaping hole and suction of freezing air. Miraculously, no one was in the two seats closest to that window. Hui Tran is the passenger recording the minutes that felt like hours. I opened my eyes to a giant hole in the plane and I could see the city lights. And same thing, the very first few seconds was just pure shock and confusion. Is this really happening? The man sitting next to him in the window seat is his friend Kwong Tran. The blowout immediately pulled his cell phone, socks and shoes into the dark nighttime sky, lifted his body above his seat and began to suck out his legs. I was like, what the heck is going on? My mind was just like all over the place. The kid, I, I saw half of his body was getting sucked out the airplane too and his clothing and everything else. And then I was like, Oh, my God. Everyone survived following an emergency landing back in Portland. 
Kwong explains he suffered bruises, contusions, and a sprained ankle. And we couldn't even talk to each other. Like me and Kuo were face to face to each other and we couldn't hear each other at all because it was so loud. Their friend Tram Bo was seated in row 12 with her family. They heard a blast, felt the rush of cold air through the cabin, but had no idea what was happening. I was so scared to look around, and at this time, we could still hear the wind coming from the back of the plane. I didn't even know what was happening until uh, I just, like, uh, my mom showed me a picture of what happened. Another stunner with this story, Kwong Tran's cell phone seemingly sucked into oblivion, also survived, recovered on the ground in Oregon, returned to Alaska Airlines, and eventually its rightful owner. It still works. Pretty much no damage at all besides some dirt on it. It was pretty crazy. Certainly was. Today, the Federal Aviation Administration launched an investigation into Boeing's 737 MAX 9 aircraft. All such planes with door plugs have been grounded indefinitely. I dropped my phone two feet and the whole glass shatters and crazy? nothing works anymore. I'm getting all kinds of blurry rainbow images. Uh, yeah, how does he drop his 16,000 feet out of a plane? It makes no sense to me. So, did you, now, did you hear that, though? His socks and shoes were sucked off. I heard. His his body is levitating above his seat, and his legs are being sucked out towards the hole. You would have been gone. I would have been. You would have slid under the seat belt. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have no chance. I know. That is so scary. <laughs> People look up and say, oh, who's that oh, lady? Oh, oh, look it. Oh, there she is. Oh, she's out. She's floating out in the atmosphere. Well, this is not going <laughs> This is not going to make you feel good. The FAA uh, is, is, is uh, announced a, a major crackdown on Boeing. Uh, because it believes there are other manufacturing problems. And they are going to do an audit of Boeing's production line and the production line of its suppliers. Uh, now, what are these other manufacturing problems? They're, they want to see if Boeing failed to ensure that the completed products conform to the, to the approved design. And we're in a condition for safe operation. Uh and they're going to do an audit and then decide if they, they need more audits. So what else do they think is wrong? There, mu there, there must be some other suspicions here. And are people just supposed to take all these? That, that Boeing is, you know, a huge chunk of the market. There's only two companies left that make commercial planes, Boeing and Airbus. And these Max 8 and Max 9 jets, which have had all the trouble the last few years, are the latest iteration of their 737 line. But I thought that was the announcement was ominous. And at the same time, it was vague. Um, because they're not, I, you know, it's like they don't want to, uh, they're panicking everybody by doing a massive audit. At the same time, they want to specifically panic you. Right. Well, because they don't want people to stop flying. I mean, that would cripple. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, look what happened during the pandemic. I mean, look at the language here. They want to see if the manufacturer failed to ensure its planes were airworthy. What am I <laughs> yeah, that's really reassuring. Well, well, what if the answer is no, but they just haven't uh, approved it yet? Right. So we're just supposed to wait. Because what was the, the plane coming out of Sarasota was United Jet. And I, I don't know what, what uh, type of jet it was. I don't either. But the, uh, the door open light was flashing. But at least the door didn't 
case that, the door didn't fly open. <laughs> like the pressurization light was flashing right. on this Alaska air jet. And it turned out it was probably was the door plug was opening a crack, right? It was jiggling a crack because the bolts were gone. I can only imagine it, how many problems are going to be found. And we are not going to want to fly ever again. <laughs> You're right on the edge. I to, Well, first of all, as I've told you before, I hate flying. I'm a terrified liar. I hate it, but I love to travel so much. Travel is such a big passion of mine. So I grin and bear it. Well, the thing with the door plug is you couldn't tell there was no. a door plug from the inside. They had they had walled it over. You could see it from the outside, but you couldn't see it from the inside. They had put up a, a wall and they put seats next to it and it looked entirely normal. So you don't, unless you inspect the outside of the plane, um, you won't know that you're sitting next to one of these. Unless you... You go onto the plane and you you say to the pilot, hey, pilot, uh, do we have a door plug on yeah. this plane? Yeah. All right, thanks. And then you turn around and walk off. I'm still suspicious why the two seats next to the opening, 26A and B, were empty. Yeah, there's something weird about that. Who knew that? Because there were only six empty seats out of 171. You know, the mathematical odds were pretty low that those would be the two that were empty. And I wonder if those two had been full and did people move to other seats or uh, did, did they did they not show up in time for their flight or whatever? Something's fishy. And because there's a window seat, I mean, I think you mentioned earlier in the week, somebody in a middle seat would, of course, want to go and trade the seat that's open that's by a window. Oh, did I? No, I got to take a break. All right, we come back. I got to tell Did I tell you this? Did I tell you about... The musical chairs game in the last flight I took. No. Oh, geez. Several girls, 20-somethings. It, it, they, they, they seemed like they were influencers. That's, <laughs> that's the vibe I got. Uh, they, they started a chain reaction by taking other people's seats and begging, begging people to let them stay in the seats. I'll tell you about it when we come back. Because this behavior's got to stop, all right? This this has got to come to an end. More coming up on the John Cobalt Show. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? 
Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. Coming up after uh, two o'clock, uh, Death to the death tax. There's going to be something on the ballot soon to repeal the death tax. I have your interest, right? Uh, we're all going to die and we're all going to get taxed for it. Actually, our kids are going to get taxed for it. We'll explain coming up after 2 o'clock. Uh, oh, we got the moist line coming up uh, in the uh, 3 o'clock hour. Oh, and uh, people seem to like... Uh, the uh, interview I did with my wife, uh, Deborah Cobelt, on Deborah Cobelt Live. It was uh, an hour. We did it on Wednesday, uh, and it was on the history of the John and Ken show. And you can see that on YouTube or uh, Facebook or uh, on the John Cobalt page at KFIAM640.com. And uh, just uh, type in Deborah Cobalt Live on YouTube or Facebook or go to my page, and it's uh, it's uh, an hour-long interview on the history of the John and Ken show. All right. Uh, Oh, I was going to tell you about being on the plane a couple of weeks ago, flying from uh, Salt Lake City to L.A. And uh, behind me, and I got on I got on board on standby, right? Because I was going to get on the 11 o'clock flight, and there was one leaving at, uh, no, I was going to get on the 9.30 flight. There was one leaving at 8, and I got on the 8 o'clock flight, something like that. And uh, so I got a seat at the last minute. Somebody had canceled. And then behind me were two girls. And these two girls apparently had stolen somebody else's seat. They wanted to be seated. They wanted to be seated together. They got on board early. They poached these two seats. And then there was a third girl who apparently poached the seat next to me. And they all knew each other. And then there was a fourth girl across the aisle. And they had been scheming how they could all sit together. Well, the people who were entitled to the seats on their ticket would show up and they would do one of these like, oh, I'm sorry, but we just want to sit together. Now, these weren't mothers and children, right? Right. These were dopey 20-year-olds. And they just had that look like they spend their entire lives on TikTok and, you know, that they made all their fashion choices based on TikTok, right? There was just that whole vibe. I don't know if they were influ influencers or not, but you know what I'm saying? I do. You get that feeling? Yeah. Well, so here's what happened is increasingly more people boarded the flight and they found out their seats were taken. And then this crowd started going. And again, it was from four different directions around me. I really had a lucky seat. I mean, I thought, oh, I got an aisle seat. It was row 14. I really lucked out considering I was the last one to get on the to get approved being standby. Well, could you let us sit together? We'd really like to sit together. <laughs> and people are standing there holding their heavy bags. And what are you going to do, right? right? You're going to get in a fight with a bunch of 20-year-olds. But you, you'd have to then turn around and just randomly pick another seat. So that's what people did. Well, then there was another wave of passengers. So now you had two sets of people who had displaced two sets of other people. It was like a game of dominoes. And nobody in charge there, the uh, the flight attendants were for, trying for, to control traffic here. For a while, no, for a while there was nobody in charge. And then finally one of them said, 
well, we can't do this. We got musical chairs going on here. Everybody, and she's now suddenly she was a school mom. She was like in kindergarten and she was lecturing everybody. We can't have this. You have to go by the seat that's on your ticket. Don't we have to? <laughs> and she goes, no, you have to. And okay. And then so people start scrambling around trying to, you know, get their ticket out and look for their regular seats. This went on and on for the entire boarding process. The more people came in, the more they found that they were displaced. And it started with these these two bubbleheads who wanted to sit together. How far back on the plane were they supposed to sit? They went in all different directions. Uh, I, I don't know how far back they went. I guarantee they waited till the last minute trying to save a couple bucks, bought the last row of the plane. Yeah. And then they all just were trying to sit together because I definitely know people that have done that. Yeah. And then they, and then they plop uh, in row 14. And I, I'd seen on, uh, in, uh, in one of the uh, news sites this week that there was a ruckus on a plane because this woman had bought a ticket, had wanted a specific seat, right? It wanted an aisle seat. And then this family comes on board and they had booked too late so they couldn't get four seats together. And so the mom and the dad are saying, can you move so we could sit with our kids? And she said, no, <laughs> I booked early. I wanted this seat. And then she went online and said, am I an a-hole? And apparently the majority said, no, you're not an a-hole. I guess everybody's sick of this, uh, this uh, whole scam. It's like you, you, you book your seat early. And if you book late, then accept whatever you get. And if somebody is gracious enough to trade seats with you, then be thankful. And if not, because you know what? If I have a window seat, because I always like the window seat, if I'm paying for a window seat, I'm not giving that up. Why would I? No. Why am I going to go sit in the middle to, to appease somebody else? I did my due diligence. I try to get aisle seats because I don't want to climb over people to go to the bathroom. Yeah, that, that's my husband's the same way. I don't mind standing up for others if they have to go. But if I have to go, I always get the person who's asleep. <laughs> and then you're sitting there, and should I nudge them? You know, should I should I just stomp on their foot and try to climb out? I mean, because they have now used to be able to kind of get by someone and not wake them up. But now we're so compressed in, uh, in the seats, obviously, that you, know, you do have to shake them awake. And, and I'd rather be on the aisle because then they're only sitting next to one person and not two. Because if you're sitting next to two people in the middle of the seat, double the odds that somebody didn't take a bath. <laughs> I hate the middle seat. I All really right. do. Now, listen to this story. Oh, no. Another uh, one? Another flight story, yes. I told you I had a lot of them today. I know. All right. So uh, this is another uh, woman who uh, flew in California. Oh, another TikTok girl. Her name is Sophie Shaw, and uh, she's posted a video that's already got three and a half million views, so you know it's good. And Sophie got stuck under a under a leak for the entire trip. There was there was something dripping out of a bag in the overhead compartment. <gasps> oh no! And it was an unidentified liquid. She said it was the worst experience I ever had on a plane. It was like Chinese water torture. She was flying from San Jose to Santa Ana to see people here in L.A. Uh, and she said she fell asleep and then woke up and her leg and seat were completely oh, soaked. Oh, that's disgusting. See, if you wake up on a metro train and you're <laughs> soaked, odds are somebody peed all over you. Right. She thought a lady next to her had spilled water and then she looked up and saw a big drip coming out of the ceiling. 
and there was a a little gap in the overhead baggage and the so the seat was getting splattered with water it was like you're under a a leaky roof and then the flight attendants came and tried to put some paper towels in the baggage area and they tried to fix something but they couldn't do it and the thing is she says the flight attendant was not sympathetic whatsoever I pressed the button and told the flight attendant, but she looked at me as if I was a big nuisance. I think it should have been her job to make a bigger deal out of it, but she said the flight was too full. She couldn't move the luggage, so she had to sit under the drip for the entire one-and-a-half-hour flight. So wait, first of all, it's obviously a liquid. You're not supposed to, you're not allowed to bring any liquids mm. in any any bags that aren't checked. So that's one thing. And I'm sorry, I would have gotten up and I would have opened up that. <laughs> the door plug. <laughs> and I would have thrown out that piece of luggage and called it a day. Whose bag is this? You in the bag. Yes. Out the door plug. <laughs> she said, uh, I tried to shove myself to just half the seat to avoid the dripping, but my pants were completely soaked and I was basically sitting in a puddle. Yeah, that much water? Yeah, there. Um, that's... Uh, and, and then there was a lot of turbulence. Oh, no. <laughs> so the water started shifting around. Even her shoes got soggy. And, and she didn't know if it was hazardous. <sighs> Do you know last month, air travel experts ranked the overhead bin as one of the dirtiest spots on the plane because they rarely clean it and it's touched by a lot of people. She said it was really disgusting to sit through. I felt grossed out the entire time. So I just closed my eyes and listened to music, try to block it out. No. Yeah, I have a feeling you wouldn't have you wouldn't have no, taken it. No, I'm that. paying for a ticket. I'm not going to be dealing with that, right? And uh, did we ever find out what that liquid was? Uh, I'm looking, I'm looking. No. So a TSA screener missed that. Missed it, yeah. No, I, that's happened. I've accidentally left water bottles in the bag, and I find them later. And oh, they, they always find. Okay, they always find yours. Always, <laughs> nothing gets by. I'm telling you, absolutely nothing. When I'm in that line, Southwest offered her 150 dollars as compensation, but the flight cost 160, <laughs> so they wouldn't even spend the last 10 dollars to compensate. Her. Oh come on, you got to yeah. do better than that. No way would I. I okay. You know my personality. <laughs> that would not sit yeah. well with me. More coming up. John and Ken Show. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. Coming up after uh, Deborah's 2 o'clock news, we're going to have Susan, Sel uh, Susan Shelley on from the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. I feel like I'm on crack this afternoon. I don't know why. Yeah, I know. I feel just really hyper and... Uh, it's Friday. Susan, <laughs> yeah, I figure if I talk faster, I'll get to the end of the week quicker. You know, this is the first five-day week we've worked in a month, or at least that I've worked in a month. So that's it then. Yeah. Lucky you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well between vacations and, uh, you know, all that went on in the last month. Uh, all right. So Susan Shelley's going to be on. She's coming on. Because there's a referendum that uh, the foundation is hoping to get on the ballot, and I'd like for it to be on the ballot, and I think you would too. It's called Repeal the Death Tax Act. And I'm going to explain this for a few minutes so when Susan comes on, we could get the conversation up and running right away. Because it takes a minute to explain, but if you uh, own a home 
or you want to own a home someday, this is really important. Because one day, you may have children, you're going to get old and die, and your children will inherit the house. And up until 2020, the law said that if you died and your children inherited the house, the house could transfer from you to the kids, and they would pay the same base tax rate. As you know, under Prop 13, the base tax rate is set the year that you buy the house. Whatever your house was worth in 1995 or 2006 or 1972, whatever year you bought the house, that's the base tax rate. And while the property tax does go up incrementally, it goes up very slowly. However, you know that if you sell your house after buying it in 1995, the next family that buys your house would be paying at 2024 valuations. This is assuming all our homes continue to rise in value, and obviously they generally do. So, you know, you buy your house in 1995, you're paying at that valuation for the rest of your life, plus the incremental increases. But the guy who buys a house in 2024, he doesn't get that 1995 deal. Now he's got, but he's locked in at 2024. So he can keep that house for 20 or 30 years, and he's at that valuation. But the thing is, it used to be, you die, your kids get the house, they have the same valuation. Otherwise, they may not be able to afford the house. They may be forced to sell it because the property tax suddenly skyrockets. And for decades, we didn't want that to happen. We didn't want our kids to have to pay a skyrocketing property tax, keep the house in the family. And this is what they did in 2020, these evil bastards. They passed a law. It was a ballot measure that you all voted for. And it was com a complete lie, completely misleading. It was going to provide benefits to wildlife victims and senior citizens who wanted to move to a new home. It would give them a break. All right? And if you remember the commercials, it focused on the wildfires. People forced to move. Senior citizens, right? But there was fine print. There was an extra provision, which we talked about at the time. Nobody paid attention, which said that they were getting rid of the parent to child transfer protection. It was gone. So now if you die, your child has got to pay for the current valuation. So if you've had your house for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, that's a huge tax increase for your kids. Nobody wanted that because when the parent-child transfer protection was originally passed back in 1986, it was a unanimous vote in both the Assembly and the Senate, and it was approved by 75% of the voters statewide. So in 1986, every single politician that voted in Sacramento said, yes, we want the parent-child transfer to be protected. No massive tax increase on the property. And the public certainly supported that in the referendum. And then Prop 19 took it away because of these the deceiving bastards who, who had written it. And that was the purpose of the measure. The purpose of the measure was to get rid of that protection from parent to child when you sell your house. It wasn't about helping wildfire victims. They knew people would be manipulated by the commercials. 
because we'd had a few years of really bad wildfires and everything else that was happening in, in 2020. You know, the, the lockdowns and uh, the rioting and all that nonsense. Uh, so obviously this death tax ought to be repealed. And there's a repeal the death tax act that could be on the ballot. The deadline to return petitions to the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association is January 16th. We're going to talk with Susan Shelley from the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. Uh, the petition right now is at repealthedeathtax.com. And uh, Susan will be on in a few minutes and we'll uh, go through the uh, the details of this. But that's the uh, the general overview. I wanted you to have. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM 640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kiwi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.